And welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Steven, and with me, as always, is Brandon, bringing you episode number 107 of the Everything Must Go podcast. And if you're watching the video version of it, you'll notice I'm wearing a uh, Cleveland jersey. This is in honor of the fact that I will be going back to uh, Cleveland, I guess, a week after the recording or a week after this episode drops. And it's my first time going actually in 2020. So that's something new. But uh, Brandon, thank you. Uh, thank you for being here with me today. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad that you could have me here today. <laughs> you know, it's a privilege for you to invite me to an event like this. You know, I, I, I figured it would be. It's just not an everyday occurrence that we can do a podcast here together. I just don't think that you get enough credit for how charitable you are because it's it's like I would be just a pawn to society if it wasn't for the, the many things that you decide to include me in and make me a part of. And it's just like I honestly owe my entire life to you. Dude, don't even don't even feel bad about it at all. <laughs> it's uh, just that's just the kind of friendship we got, man. You're just the best, man. Uh, I, I think we can do a specific shout-out, the fact that today is Father's Day. Ooh. Uh, I know that last time that we uh, – well, not last time, but we had we had a Mother's Day. Uh, we always record this on the sun on a Sunday, so uh, obviously when this airs, it won't be Father's Day anymore. But when we talked about Mother's Day, we talked about our relationships with our mothers, so I figured if you're up for it, we can talk about our uh, daddy issues. Dude, that's exactly what I was thinking about talking about. So I'm so glad that uh, you know dude, we're doing this here on Father's we're Day. We're in sync. Bye yeah, bye we're, bye. We're so really gonna wanna make it tough. I just wanna tell you that I had enough. Well, do which one do you like? Do you like uh, Bye 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 or It's Gonna Be Me more? It's gonna be me. Um, that's always a tough one for me. It, is it, I have to choose between those specific? Yes, two songs? those specific ones. I don't want to hear anything like tearing up my heart when I'm with you or any of that stuff. Can this be true? Tell me. Did you, did I tell you that that's how I asked my girlfriend to prom in high school? No. <laughs> so her favorite song, basically what I did was I made it, I think it was her birthday that I asked her to prom on. So I made it a day of her favorite things. So I got her, I think her favorite animal was a dog. So I got her a stuffed dog. Um, I her favorite movie was How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, so uh, I put that in, and we watched that with uh, some snacks. I gave got her a favorite candy, which I don't remember what it was, but um, got her favorite flowers, and then her favorite song was God Must Have Spent a Little More Time on You by In Sync, and so I, I oh, sang that to that song her. Is such cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I sang that to her, but I changed the lyrics in the chorus, and I said. So I'm asking you now, will you please go to prom with me, with me, with me? <laughs> yeah, that's... Fucking cheesy senior year Brandon, baby, just coming in for the win. It was yeah, I feel magical. like you're, you've really never changed. I feel like you're no. just that guy, but instead of doing like NSYNC, you do like Bruno Mars now. I, I like I like run to chicks in the rain and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I like how we also just didn't even we were supposed to talk about our daddy issues, and then we went well, on to NSYNC. Well, like, something happened to your audio. Oh, you hate this. There we go. We're good now. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I know. I I got us off on a tangent, but Dude. no. It's I'm the only person who's dedicated to getting this podcast <laughs> on track. Here, let's 
Let's talk about, uh, well, first off, happy Father's Day, Dad. I don't think my dad watches or listens to the podcast specifically. I know he watches my YouTube videos. I'm not sure what his uh, knowledge is on this, but um, you just never know who's listening to this show because, as I mentioned before, my grandpa's heard this podcast before, and I had, like, no idea that that was a thing. So, uh, yeah, that, you just you That's know the grandpa listening. who thinks that uh, robots are going to take over, right? Or yes, the same grandpa who thinks <laughs> robots are taking over, pretty much. Love it. So what's uh, how how are you and your dad doing? Did you call him to wish him a happy Father's Day yet? Or? Yes, I, I did actually. So before we did the, uh, I texted him in the morning and said I was going to call him later, and then I I called him like right before we recorded today's episode to give people a little bit of background on I guess my um, like relationship with my dad. So he he's the one that introduced me to baseball, and he was my coach for most of my entire life. So. We've got. I was always like the coach's son, <laughs> so I always had that like. Uh, uh, I always felt like that was like that extra pressure put on me to be like one of the best players in the team. That definitely was very motiv- motivating to me. And um, lately, when I've been talking to my dad, we've actually been talking a lot about politics, which is not, I guess, that crazy when you think about the landscape of the world. But one thing that he he said to me recently that was kind of interesting was how. He actually really enjoys talking about politics with me just because he likes how I I like keep an open mind on things and I don't just like jump to anything like he likes how I how I approach it and how I don't judge people a lot so we've been talking about a lot of politics I can tell that my dad right now in in particular especially is like trying to learn more like he's being a little bit more open-minded than I've heard him be before just because he doesn't know how to approach some of these race issues and tensions and you know there's just a lot going on so I have a pretty pretty open dialogue about a lot of things with my dad but if you're wondering where my sort of competitiveness comes from it has definitely come from my dad like that's like a hundred percent we're always really competitive on everything that we do and that can sometimes get a little dicey <laughs> because when you're really competitive and you got two people, I get butt heads on a lot of things. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I, I called my dad as well before this and we honestly had a big talk about politics and stuff too. So it's kind of funny, but, um, he, uh, I think my relation with my dad has, has definitely gone through a, a bunch of, uh, different phases you know when I was growing up he was he was uh, he wasn't he was only officially my coach one year um, but he he coached me off the field you know when, when in the off season we would work on things and and uh, baseball was a huge part of our relationship but I think I think the thing that I always take home from uh, my relationship with my father is the the uh, the thing I'm, I think, most grateful for is the willingness to have conversations. Um, I, I think my brain works in a similar way to his sometimes, where um, when we when we dissect things, some people like roll their eyes because uh, we'll get into the existential aspect of, of some stuff when <laughs> some people don't want to participate. I remember one time I was I was home getting my hair cut and. Um, we were listening to uh, some some songs on YouTube, and they were dropping f bombs and stuff. And I was and I was just like, "Don't you guys think it's weird that we put 
so much power in these words. Like it's inappropriate to say words in a language that we developed. And my sister's like, would you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Not everything has to be this like, isn't it odd how we dissect the thing? And it was so fucking hilarious. But that's kind of how my dad is as well. And I, I, I think he passed that down to me and, you know, my, both my mother and my father aren't without their flaws. They're people, you know, and uh, there are ups and downs in, in the relationship. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, um, even if we have disagreements, I, I think I feel the love and support from from both my parents. And uh, I, I think not everybody gets that. And I'm very grateful for that. So happy Father's Day, Dad. I don't know if you are going to listen, but uh, love you and hope you have a good day. So let me ask you some more questions. I'm, I'm very interested to see a lot of times how people's parents, like what traits actually get passed down or what, what things don't and just the impact that that kind of stuff has. What are, are a couple of things that you definitely find yourself being similar to your dad? And then what are a couple of things that you're like totally different? Uh, well, first and foremost, huge cock. <laughs> So you went, you went you went with a physical attribute first. Yeah, I was actually thinking of personality, but you know, you you can throw a couple physical attributes if you want to throw them in there. So there's one humongous <laughs> cock. Uh, got it from my dad. Oh right. man, that's that's funny. Uh, a couple things I got from him. Um, I think I, the the desire for conversation and uh, uh, like looking. Uh, deeper into things not that my I, I think I got that from both my parents honestly but uh, that's one thing that stands out um, I think uh, obviously my my passion for sports I think I got from my dad I, he was uh, a big baseball guy and a football guy and um, you know that those are the, the main sports I played in basketball as well I, I stopped playing that after eighth grade but um, because it was like, dude, what what could have been in that basketball career? Yours? Honestly, dude, I'd be. Hell, I'm gonna be wearing NBA. your jersey right now if you wouldn't yeah. stop after it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in another life, dude, in another life. Um, I also think that the way that we handle adversity uh, can sometimes be the same. Where I think, I think we really sit in the emotion of it, and it. I think in a lot of ways it become it can become a. Uh, a withdrawal almost um, but I think it's it's more complex than uh, just specifically like withdrawing I, th- I think it really is uh, it's like I need to stop what I need to kind of stop and just like feel this like really experience it and I don't know that that's necessarily conscious but I think as I've uh, started to analyze how I handle things. I think I've started to, uh, to realize that, um, and I think my my father does the the same thing. In in terms of differences, um, I think I'm nicer than my dad. <laughs> my my dad, I think uh, he. Uh, not he. I mean, he's a nice guy. I'm not saying that. But, <laughs> he's but a real mean guy. He just, I've only uh, met Brandon's dad like once or two. Basically, just one trip. That's the only time I've ever met your dad before. He uh, he'll sometimes say things that I'm just like, you just can't fucking say that. You don't know this or that, and I don't want to get into specifics. Um, but it is just uh, sometimes I have to call him out on that on his bullshit with that stuff. 
Um, and I think uh, I'm trying to think of other differences. Um, it's kind of eluding me right now. But uh, what, what about you? What do you What do you think you got from your dad? What do you think is different from your your dad? So one of them I said definitely the competitiveness and like drive in general. Definitely, I definitely got that from my dad. And then not to say that my mom doesn't have my mom. My mom's not that competitive. My mom's always been pretty driven. Um, but, and I'd say another thing I got from my dad is my sort of lightheartedness. My dad, no matter, no matter what, he always can make any situation seem like less of a big deal, like no matter what. And something I've always liked about him is he's always, <laughs> I don't know, like he's the kind of person for, he could be like in a life-threatening situation. He'll be like, guys, we're either going to live or we're going to die. And we're probably going to live. Like, he's the kind of person that you definitely makes those types of comments when you're like, well, I mean, I guess he's right. <laughs> so he's got a tendency to do that type of thing, which I feel like I, to a certain extent, do stuff like that. And uh, so I think those are a couple of things that I got from him. Um, and I've been told that my eyes are the same as my dad's in terms of if we talk about like a physical attribute. I guess I haven't really thought that hard about it before. Um, and then... In terms of uh, the differences between the two of us, I would say I'm actually a lot more. We're 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 both pretty like hot-headed at times, but I would say I'm more likely to like take an extra second and think and and and, and really think things through. Where my dad's way more impulsive and he'll just like jump to conclusions immediately. Um, and I also another thing that's a lot different is. He's more of a thrill seeker in terms of, like, I don't know, just doing something kind of dangerous just for no reason, just like a dangerous situation. Whereas I'm, my adrenaline comes from sort of like getting up on stage and, and doing something like that. Like that to me, that's my adrenaline. That's where my thrill seeking comes from. So we're definitely different in, uh, in that manner. But, yeah. Pretty cool. I, not to go back to this, but one, one of the things that I wanted to talk about is something that you brought up uh, with your dad. Um, you know, in, in the last, you know, three episodes or so, we've discussed a lot of what is happening in the, the political landscape and, and also just some of the issues that uh, we felt uh, it, it super important to uh, to discuss and, and not ignore. Um, and I think you and I had a conversation, um, around surrounding, uh, why uh, it felt good for you and your father to be able to talk about that stuff. And, and so I just kind of want to talk about this concept, um, of being willing to have conversations with people who don't see the world the same way that you do and not, uh, not jumping on their throats. I think throughout this process, uh, one of the frustrating things, and part of the reason why when we we first had this had these discussions, uh, I we prefaced the the first like the George Floyd episode with uh, th- this is just a conversation. You know, obviously, 
you and I get to speak uninterrupted because this is specifically our platform, but uh, I, I really wanted us to have the conversation where it wasn't us just talking at you, but uh, just bringing up our thoughts and our perspectives on, on certain things and and uh, having a conversation on stuff. Um, and I think, uh, I don't know how specific you want to get into some, some stuff that you and I talked about, but I think one thing that's been very frustrating for me is people jumping to these generalizations or conclusions that, um, you know, people are you know, this, that, or the other thing, uh, even if their, maybe their perspective is, uh, quote unquote, ignorant, but it just, it, it leads for a very difficult, um, journey if, if you don't allow people to actually have a conversation. So any, I guess I have other thoughts, but I just want to hear if you want to talk about any of the things specific that you and your dad talked about, uh, along those lines or or your uh, initial thoughts of that stuff at all well I think my entire life I've been a curious person and that just by nature my curiosity has always led me to want to see multiple sides on something and to not jump to a specific conclusion for example if I'm told one thing about on a, a country that's just one a country that I've never been to that's just one person's perspective I want to then talk to a person who's from that country and then I want to talk to a person who's visited that country and I just want to get as many different opinions as I can on things and I, and I don't think that this is something that is unique to me I think a lot of people are like this but I think at a time like right now you can see that not everyone is like this and there's a lot of people who I feel like they they have a viewpoint and they're sticking to it and there's really nothing that's going to get them to budge nothing's really going to get them to change their mind on it and i i love when people are passionate and they're fighting for things and i i think that that's great but i i do think that right now and this is part of what my dad and i's conversation has gone to is that one of the most difficult things about right now is there's a lot of this stuff has sort of been hush hush and like pushed down and people have not not talked about a lot of the race issues they've been very apparent but then they kind of get swept under the rug there's an incident that that brings it to the surface then it gets pushed under the rug and this has been sort of a reoccurring trend that's been going on over and over again and when i get in these types of conversations with people when i want to talk about this stuff to be honest with you i to be able to have like a a, a real progressive conversation where you feel like you can really step away from it addressing all angles there there's always the potential that something in that conversation could offend somebody and sometimes when somebody gets offended by something in my opinion it's 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 quite simply someone's trying to to just learn more information like you're gonna sound ignorant on topics you don't know much about it's like it doesn't matter what it is but it doesn't mean that you're you are attempting to be offensive or you are trying to do anything to physically or, or emotionally or mentally harm somebody it just happens as a a consequence of speaking on subjects you don't know much about and that's that's a lot of what our discussions have been centered around is let's have a an open forum where you and i like my dad and i like we can just discuss everything that goes through our mind on issues that neither of us like we only have our limited our limited background to it like my dad and i are are, are both white males our 
our knowledge on topics is from that standpoint. To have a fully in-depth conversation, of course, we'd have to have people from like every walk of life to really be able to assess all angles. But that doesn't mean that him and I can't just try to try to like educate each other and like, hey, I learned this. What do you think about this? Hey, I learned this. What do you think about this? And I worry sometimes that people don't feel comfortable on a platform to be able to express things because they're so afraid of being like called out on something. So they, they kind of they kind of hold back. And to a certain extent, it's good to hold back so you don't sound ignorant. But there does need to be places where people can try to talk through some of these things because if you want to improve at something, you kind of have to be in a place where you can practice and you can actually like put yourself out there to to get better. So that's been a lot of our discussions because I can tell like my dad genuinely he wants to he wants to like understand more about the Black Lives Matter movement because he understands the value behind it, but he doesn't understand all of the the ways in which we got to this point in our country's history. And it's not to say that I'm able to answer those to him, but I bring a different perspective and we're able to, you know, we've got a 27 year age difference between the two of us too. So it's, there's a, there's some different things that we're bringing to the, uh, to the table. And I would just like more people to be able to have conversations that don't evoke such hostility all the time where we can actually have a dialogue and try to figure out, okay, now that we put all this out there, what are some of our next moves? How do we make this world a better place? Well, and I think, uh, you know, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with a lot of things, but but you're absolutely right that w- with the hostility or, or when you, you kind of go on the offensive, uh, you, number one, I think if, if your purpose is to try to get people to see another side of things if you just attack them i mean how many times do we see it if you get in a dip, debate with somebody if you if you go on the offensive with it rather than uh you know i guess more amicably presenting ideas or even asking questions that might frame their thoughts in a different way uh if you just go on the offensive the re, the normal human reaction is to be defensive and then people double down on their thoughts and then it's like okay well now instead of trying to understand each other both sides are now just fighting against each other and doubling down on their own perspectives and it might even lead to them feeling stronger about their own perspectives and one side might be ignorant i mean whatever the case may be but you're not really making a a, a positive difference uh when when you uh, approach it in that manner. And I think another thing that you uh, uh, touched on was people being afraid to present their ideas because of being uh, canceled or ostracized. And I think that that's part of what allows uh, possible ignorance to be perpetuated uh, throughout generations is instead of us like having these tough conversations with each other, uh, people keep it in and then they pass it down um, because they never heard another perspective or they never got into a conversation with somebody who was willing to listen to their side. Uh, and then it just keeps passing down without us even knowing it's happening. These these internal biases that maybe even I'm not aware of, I never even talk about kind of my perspective on things. And then I just pass it down without even realizing that maybe I'm seeing things the wrong way. And I think we can't be 
we can't create a culture where people are afraid to say things because it's going to end them. Um, because I just don't think that you're going to get a, a, a true societal evolution with that. I think you're going to get stagnancy and, and uh, people, uh, again, doubling down on their things or just not, not confronting it at all and not... Like we've talked about many times how if you just live in the same community the entire time, you just hear those same thoughts over and over and over again, even if you might be a person who's willing to hear other sides of things, if that's all you hear and the only positions that you're ever put in, you're probably going to believe some of those thoughts that you're constantly being fed through your environment. So if we don't create an environment that allows people to come to these forums or come to these discussions, and we, we create an environment that instead attacks people for their thoughts and their ideas, I think it's really dangerous. Um, and I think you see that with uh, a lot of generalized topics um, and, and why I think it's, it's important to have these conversations uh, but to not, uh, and I'm being redundant now, but to not be uh, so hostile, at, at, to, to take your word. Um, I, uh, I I talked to my good friend Mike, uh, he, my, my old drummer, and I was the best man mm. in his wedding. We had a really yeah. long conversation last night, and uh, he, he brought up a really good thought about a quote that he had heard that said it's not your first thought that matters it's the second thought so in a lot of us we we just by human nature we have uh these uh racial biases or uh stereotypes or judgments that we make of people upon first glance uh, but the important part is uh in our heads if we examine them after that first judgment and say hey wait a second i'm maybe i'm making this judgment uh, and I need to, to re-examine it. Maybe I need to be more comfortable with this. Um, and I, I, think, um, I, I think that's a natural thing. And, and it's part of the reason why it's important to uh, continue the conversation. Don't just stop people at their first thought. You know, uh, examine what comes after that, the reaction, the, the response. And uh, I, I think you'll see a lot more. Uh, my, my father was talking to me about uh, this Megan Phelps woman who uh, grew up um, in the West, Bapt uh, West uh, Baptist Church or uh, Westboro Baptist Church or whatever that, that big uh, like cult-like church is. And mm -hmm. she had all these specific thoughts that were cultivated by that, that specific uh, community. And uh, she was like very convicted on these things and, and uh, her now husband but at the time just a guy on twitter uh would message her and just ask her questions and pose things in a very um in a very calm manner and it got her to re-examine stuff uh you know she didn't feel threatened by how this guy was approaching it and eventually she felt like the way that he approached it allowed her to open her eyes because she didn't feel ashamed of her perspective or feel like she needed to fight for her perspective in the conversation. And then they ended up getting married. So I just think, I think it's a, it's a good, I mean, I know that that specific thing is anecdotal, but it's also um, a crazy story. To yeah. Be honest with you. It's uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it uh, as a third hand source. I heard this from my dad, so I don't know everything behind it. Um, but I, I, I trust we really need a fact checker here on everything. Yeah, we got somebody fact check. It's my who, who knows what my dad's saying here, but uh, for Father's Day, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I think, uh, but I think that that's uh, if that story is 
um, you know, legitimate. I think that that's uh, a good lesson to uh, to approach things with a, a much more lighthearted approach and in hope that, like, ultimately, regardless, if you're not going to, if somebody's not going to change their mind, you attacking them or you being nice isn't going to do anything. But I think you have a better shot of approaching things nicely uh, and, and uh, in a more conversational manner to get somebody to be willing to even listen um, or even be willing to talk to you about what they think or where that what they thought came from. And I think that's really important for, for the evolution of our society. Yeah, it's something we definitely don't get enough of. There's not... I mean, we obviously, we need people to... Like, the, the, the PC movements are incredibly important, but there does also need to be... If we take everything too far, then we also can potentially take away the ability for people to have a freedom of speech and to be able to express ideas that are often the ideas that lead to real changes being made when you can actually discuss multiple perspectives because that's the thing like the truth in a lot of scenarios does lie somewhere in the middle most of the time it might be heavily on one side or the other but a lot of the issues there's some truth on both sides and I, I think that I mean it's it's quite simply in my opinion why the two-party system is absolutely absurd because my arguably my biggest pet peeve is when people just say, "Well, that's how the liberals think," or "Those are how, those are how the the Trump lovers are," because that is just, I mean, it's just such an oversimplification. Politics is so complicated, and I mean, Brandon, I've said this to you multiple times that I think that humans have an obsession with trying to simplify complex issues, and they pretty much have since the beginning of time, and. I, 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 I can't tell if it's because people just always want things to make sense and they can't deal with ambiguity because it, it does seem like that's part of it, but we always try to create structure within chaos and sometimes I think it actually takes away from our ability to logically have conversations that are really important where we can actually say when someone runs for president, they should just run with their specific views instead of trying to always cater towards an ideology that represents more the one side of the spectrum or the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, you. I, I think you're absolutely right that there there seems to be a tendency within um, within human nature to to try to put things into a box uh, to to simplify it. I think you see it big time. Um, you know, with, uh, you know, we can even discuss our, our topic of, of ghosts, you know, people, you know, get spooked by Fan some favorite. things and, <laughs> they, they, you know, they feel a certain energy and it just feels better to, to have an answer for what that thing was. It, it feels uncomfortable to say, I don't know what that was. And so I think you get people who, uh, will swear up and down that they know that it was a ghost and, um, and, you know, not even saying that they're wrong. I, I, I don't, I can't sit here and tell you that I know, but I, I think, uh, a big part of, um, life is there are just a lot of things that we don't know. And I think that that's okay to not know. I think it's okay to continue examining things with 
the uh, with the possible outcome that we will never know. Um, I, I I guess I that's where the the human nature aspect uh, I think in in the vast majority of people is like, well, no, this has to make sense. And you know, I hear a bunch of people. Uh, that like make the argument um, and I know that I have specific uh, beliefs uh, of um, you know not believing in God and, and stuff like that but you know when people will make the argument uh, that like well then how come like life is so put together in a specific manner and I'm just like well it feels specific because that's what makes sense to us but if we didn't have our own consciousness, we wouldn't have the, this idea of what was specifically put together and designed. So maybe that's all just how we perceive it, but it really is all random, minute changes within DNA or or uh, expansion within matter and energy, you know, all this stuff. And I, I think, again, a lot of these things I'm not even saying I know, but I think uh, you, you do see a... Um, a desire, a very vast desire to to uh, understand things that might, in, in a lot of ways, need more examination. And you know, when when we talk about specifically the political parties, um, I think not only do you put uh, all these very uh, broad and complex ideas into these two boxes, but then you also force the people to choose one of these two boxes. And I might be a person who believes half of uh, what. Uh, Democrats have to say and half of what Republicans have to say and I'm like well I want to believe I have this independent party that I believe 75% of what they have to say because they're, they're taking bits and pieces of other things but I can't vote for them because if I vote for them it's not going to matter because the, on the only two parties that end up mattering are these two huge parties so I got to pick a box and now I'm a Democrat or now I'm a Republican and it's just like, and, and then you do see this thing where it's like, you know, I, I, I think it's uh, with, with Trump, it's 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 really difficult to separate his uh, some of the things that he says from uh, the policies that he uh, puts into place because he, he gets to a, 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 a very like uh, you even hear Republicans saying if this guy would just shut the hell up, his approval rating would be a lot better um but i think you know you get people who uh jump on people that voted for trump saying that you automatically are a racist if you voted for trump and uh, a lot of those people uh you know even people that i know um you know not that they don't have some perspectives that might be uh have a racial bias but for the most part they just saw somebody who um they felt was outside of this system that we have created for ourselves and they wanted a shakeup. They didn't, they didn't feel like their voice was heard and they thought that with this guy, their voice would be heard because he wasn't, who knows what this guy's a loose cannon. Who knows what this guy <laughs> you know, thinks. And so I, I think it's, it's dangerous to just generalize, Oh, you're a white supremacist. If you think that, you know, and it gets harder and harder because, you know, what are you, what are you subscribing to when you hear this guy's ideologies and uh and stuff but i think it goes back to the point of like we have to be willing to have conversations and and even admit and and, and hold ourselves accountable that we don't have all the answers and that's okay that that's part of the reason why we need diverse perspectives and if if we tell people you can't talk because you think this thing that's shutting off one diverse perspective 
from everybody else's. And I, I just don't think that that's fair because even if their perception or my perception might be ignorant, if I don't bring it to the table, I'm just going to sit alone with my thought or I'm going to feel offended that I'm not invited to the table and I'm going to want to fight that what I'm perceiving as oppression because I'm not allowed to speak on it. Um, and, and so I think you can see the culmination of these things that, that uh, end up leading to uh, what people are, are seeing as divide within people. It's like we, we're, not, we're not able to coexist. We, we're constantly at each other's throats, it seems like. So it's, it's uh, yeah, I just, I, I really wanted to bring that up because I know it was, it was really nice to hear uh, just you talking to your father about it and, and, and him also feeling comfortable to confide in you. I think that's really awesome because you're yeah, right. Cool. Yeah, you, you, a 27-year difference you know, your the way that you have grown up in the world is is vastly different. So it's that's really awesome. Definitely, and I I encourage if if you have that type of relationship with a parent, I definitely highly encourage people to try to have some of those types of conversations because I mean nobody knows it all. I, I think in almost any situation in life, you can learn something from somebody. Like everyone brings a different perspective to the table. And so some, sometimes it's just valuable to hear uh, someone of an older generation and just ask them, like, how are they in, inter- interpreting a situation? And if you don't like how they're interpreting a situation, maybe try to understand it or try to change their mind and, or maybe make them think a little bit differently about it. Definitely. Now, uh, I did want to switch gears a tiny bit, and I'm, I just wanted to – because <laughs> uh, we, we are the, – the city of Chicago here is – um, it's opening up slowly. It's not what it was before, but for those of you who are maybe new listeners to the show who aren't super familiar with Brandon's story, he moved to the city here at the very, oh, I guess, very, very beginning of February of this year. So pretty new in the city. And after about a month and a half here, unfortunately, we were put into a pretty serious shelter in place and we really haven't been able to hang out a whole lot from that time forward like a a handful of times outside and brandon has come to my apartment one once right just one time the new apartment i came i've come i've been inside once yeah brandon has been to my new apartment just one time and it's uh it's been really weird in that standpoint because it does feel like everything we were doing has just sort of been halted and I know it's been draining on all of us to try and act like everything is business as usual when it, it's just not like no one it's I mean I, I I'd like to say that Brandon and I are both in a pretty good situation all things considered much better than most but it doesn't mean that there hasn't been a little bit of uh, momentum that has been sort of stalled here so on a positive note we are going to start to do this show a bit more um, in person and, or I guess in, per- in person, at least for the time being, barring any second wave or anything like that. So possibly as soon as the next episode, we'll be recording it in person. And that will be, I think that'll just be kind of nice just to see that things are, are changing here again and, and starting to trend in the right direction. But how have the we haven't really even gotten to talk too much over the last two weeks or so 
um, since you've kind of been in a, a self quarantine. Um, how like what anything you've been doing in particular that's that's interesting or like how how's it been going? Well, uh, I'm I'm probably beating a dead horse at this point, but I think you know when I when I moved to Rochester. Uh, I think I severely underestimated how important it was for me to have a social life. I, I'm, I'm an extroverted person, and I think that in a lot of ways, being around people, and even more specifically people that I, I love and care about and, and can have these kinds of conversations with or whatever, it like really fuels me as a person. Like, it, it motivates me for life. It, uh, I, I, really, I don't even really know how to articulate it because it's so important to me and I, I, I underestimated in Rochester, but I, I don't even think I knew the full extent of how important it was until I moved here. Because I moved here, and when I got here in February, I almost immediately felt like a completely new person. Like walking through the city, being around all those people. I mean, I remember getting like chills on my walks over to your old apartment because it was just like, it was like I was so deprived of this part that I needed. And I was now getting it in this vast amount and it just felt so incredible. And I was, you know, I, I just felt so happy and so uh, fulfilled in that sense. And then we, obviously a month and a half in, uh, the world flipped upside down in a sense where not only was our routine uprooted, but it was, but I think the, the biggest detriment to me um, has been the inability to uh, be out there with people and, and, you know, hang out with you. And, uh, you know, we can talk on the phone and stuff, but it's just not the same as like being in each other's presence and, and, uh, you know, feeding off each other's energy. And I have just like, I've torpedoed so much. And I think it was, it was kind of one of those situations. I think. I think the reason why I felt I've torpedoed so much is because I was so deprived of, I guess, it, that drug of of social interaction that it felt so good to me and felt so needed. And then to to switch into a zone where I don't get any of it. Because um, even when I was in Rochester, I was still going to class, you know, a couple times a week and and seeing people in that in that facet but with quarantine I I wasn't seeing anybody and uh and and so it it was very draining and then I went to a couple protests and uh you know for the sake of protecting people that I might interact with I decided to go back into a self-quarantine uh for two weeks um as recommended um and, and so these last two weeks has also been really tough um especially knowing that uh, I technically, um, you know, if I hadn't gone to those protests, I could have been hanging out with Steven for the past two weeks or, or doing stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm not trying to say that me going to the protest was a bad idea. I actually am really, really happy I went to those, but just for the specific context of, of how this has been, uh, the, the quarantine has been for me, it's, it's, it's been rough. Um, and I've spent a lot of time really just, um, thinking about uh, about myself and, and what makes me tick I've been listening to a lot of podcasts watching a lot of documentaries on Netflix to to try to educate me, myself on on things outside of just myself um, but then uh, also playing some video games I, I picked Skyrim back up um, that's probably my favorite game of all time um, and uh, I also I, I don't have a, a gaming console, so sometimes when games come out that I'm interested in, I watch 
uh, like gameplay videos of, of people playing the game so I can see like what the story is and stuff. And recently The Last of Us 2 came out and there were some really big things that happened in the story that people are very upset about. And um, I actually fucking think it's like unbelievable the risks that they took and I, I really respect them for it. So I've been paying attention to that a little bit and then just looking forward to starting tomorrow, getting back and uh, maybe establishing a, a routine with you. So I I know that you, you've had a different experience, obviously, because you haven't been quarantined for the last two weeks as much but what's what's been going on with you i've been uh definitely getting back into mlb showdown 2000 which is uh a card game i played like 20 years ago that i brought back which is probably about the least exciting thing for people who don't care about baseball (laughs) (laughs) or board games for that matter um i mean honestly i've been doing a lot of the stuff that I normally do. I've been in kind of my same routine. I've hung out with a couple of people, but I haven't done anything like too crazy. I've uh, been going on my runs, doing my YouTube videos. Uh, One thing that I, I think I'm starting to get excited around where my YouTube channel is going. I think like it's starting to, I think it's starting to remind me of what I envisioned it would look like, like years ago, which was, I always had this vision in my head of doing a live show and then on the live show I would have like different segments that I would do and then I'd be able to incorporate skit videos and I'd just be able to incorporate maybe some vlog footage and stuff like that and it's not the full vision imagined but um, if you are if you've watched any of my newer YouTube videos over on my YouTube channel Stephen Russell B Stephen with the V uh, you, you might have noticed that I now have a new intro thing that says like live from Chicago with Stephen Russell B and it has uh, like this really like heavy metal like thing going and which I something I always wanted to do because in so many YouTube videos there's always um, like hip-hop or like uh, electronic beats it's just it's so prominent in all of the YouTube scene and I don't listen to too much of that like I do a little bit but I love like guitar and heavy drums and stuff like that. So I've, I've been wanting to incorporate that into my YouTube channel for a while, and I just found a, a subtle way to just sort of like put it in there, using it as like a transition song and using it as an intro, and just recording my my live streams into clips. Like has been another cool thing, like being able to use the clips from my live streams, being able to do more live streams on YouTube, and then something that I very recently added, which is um, I just threw some random vlog footage because I don't have enough footage to do a My Life in Chicago vlog, but I know people have been saying, hey, we want to see more of Chicago or just more of you doing other things other than just sitting at a microphone. So I had my my uh, most recent YouTube video was a minute of me going furniture shopping. And uh, I just thought it was kind of cool to be able to include something like that in the video to make it a little bit more interesting but yeah when i even saw just I was, throwing that little what when i saw that i was surprised i was like oh is he doing a vlog in this video <laughs> but it was yeah it was nice to see you actually like out somewhere it was uh i think i actually told you that i watched some of your vlogs last night and i think the reason i did that was because i saw that opening clip in that video and i was like you know this kind of gets me excited for us vlogging again I'm, I'm i'm pumped for that yeah so that was that was sort of my thought is I that just that little inclusion of just that minute intro. I mean, when I thought about it, I was like, this doesn't really make any sense to put this in here. 
but that's also kind of why I like it because I want someone to be like, what is this? This is not what I normally see in the videos. And I, I want my videos to become so predictable that everyone just always knows what to expect. So I don't know. I just, the creativity of having a YouTube channel and being able to just do whatever you want is like always why I've been so into doing this type of stuff. So it got me really excited about vlogging again, which is something that I just need to do. I just need, I just need to start doing more things again, which is why I'm excited to go back to Ohio. Uh, am I a little nervous just because of, obviously there's a pandemic? Of course, I'm a little bit nervous to be going somewhere else and being around some people. I mean, I'm gonna do my best when I'm there, but at the same time, I don't know. I, you just you just never know. I've been good about it, but it's gonna be really nice to just, I haven't been to Ohio this entire year. And I think I mentioned, I think it's the second longest I've ever gone without going home. It's either the second longest or the longest. So that's uh, gonna be, I don't know what I'll do in terms of content. As I said to Brandon, like how much backlog footage am I gonna need <laughs> to go? Because I've been doing three videos a week. Does that mean I have to do six videos this week? I, I don't know. I'll have to figure that out. I, uh, I do think I, w I was telling this to Steven before the episode, but I think it's kind of funny. We, we, we always joke about how uh, good things and bad things happen for us uh, on, on opposite paths, but it seems like since I've been here, like we just can't – things just – the timing of things just is so – just messed up when i first moved here like the first week that i got here he had to go to california for work and now the first <laughs> week that i'm out of quarantine he has to go back home to ohio for an entire week so it's like oh yeah we get to hang out for a week and then you're gone it's that's gonna be sick oh definitely gosh. it's definitely great it is great uh, i should have timed it differently and gone like a week earlier but you know <laughs> No, that's fine. It is what it is. No, it's fine. <laughs> I just leave me here alone. I don't have any friends. That's fine. I'll get you a Kevin Love jersey when I'm there. <laughs> Perfect, dude. I won't. <laughs> I don't. That's okay. I, I I gave him crap for wearing a jersey. I don't. Uh, although I did buy an Andrew Wiggins jersey a while back. I just never wore it. But wait, dude. The irony behind that is pretty funny. He's actually. gone now, dude. Yeah, but like we literally drafted. The Cavs drafted Wiggins, and then he ends up on the Timberwolves in the trade with Kevin Love. Dude. We've been talking about how we're the LeBron James and Michael Jordan of of, uh, of our content world. We're actually the Kevin Love and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I don't know if that's something that we would like to be, but... Uh, I also uh, think it's funny maybe. because the reason I got an Andrew Wiggins jersey because I thought that for sure he was going to be on the Timberwolves for a long time. Like, I chose to get his jersey instead of Jimmy Butler's because I was like, I don't know how long this Butler thing is going to work out. But then both Butler and Andrew Wiggins are gone, so it didn't work out at all. <laughs> oh, man. Classic. Um, I do have another thing to talk about. I don't know if you wanted to touch on any other points. With no, him. let's hear it. What are we talking about? Um, well, I don't know if you've done any any more research on this but uh the the crystalia stuff that's going on have you looked into that anymore uh not not anymore since the last discussion i had with you okay gotcha well i i just wanted to bring it up because i think that uh um it's it's kind of a sad thing um not not that our perspective on it really means anything but uh just so if you don't know crystalia he's a uh, famous comedian 
he's now um, under accusations from underage girls about uh, what they're saying, uh, calling grooming. Um, and there, there are all these screenshots from different underage girls of, of him approaching or like, uh, again, grooming them um, and, and asking them to come visit him and, and hook up and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I, I said to Stephen, obviously some of those, you know, people are able to doctor images, um, but it's one of those things where how many people do you need to come forward before you start to listen and, and start to believe? And even if you don't want to believe that somebody that you care about or um, that you admire uh, could do these things, um, it gets a lot harder to to deny that this is a possibility and uh, it's, it's, it's a sad situation. Now, he, he has denied that he ever knowingly did it, um, which partially makes me believe him even less, to be honest, because it's like, uh, I think uh, it's one thing to just outright deny that it ever happened, but then to, to say that I never knowingly did it, I think is, is kind of almost playing with semantics, trying to absolve yourself in in a, in a manner that people can't really prove uh if you knew or not um now some of these screenshots do show that these these girls are telling him their age or that their instagram obviously shows they're in high school and stuff like that but it's just uh it's a tough thing i think it does need to happen with uh with people in a, in a certain aspect i think people need to get help if if they're having a hard time uh, with that kind of stuff, but uh, I, I guess I just wanted to bring it to the table and, and uh, discuss because it it's a reality that, that has happened. Well, my um, so I guess my my thought on this is, will you still listen to him? I know you're not like you were never the biggest fan of his podcast or anything, but um, I think we've all talked about enjoying him sometimes, like when he's guesting on shows and stuff like that let's say right now would you be willing to listen to him and then depending on how the situation goes will that change anything for you um so well well, i'll say first off i i didn't really like his stand-up um and that's not i'm not even taking a shot at the guy I, i i just there are some like there are even some like podcasters that I listen to their stand up, and I don't really just get into. I, I don't know what it is. Like Andrew Santino, I think he's one of the yeah. funniest guys. But when I watch his stand up, I, I I don't think it's as funny as when he's just like talking with Bobby Lee or talking with Brian Callen and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I was with Chris D'Elia. Like so. I don't have any of his content that I specifically paid attention to. Like I didn't listen to his podcast. I didn't really watch his stand up. But what I loved him on was when he would come he, when he would guest on different podcasts because I thought the way he plays off of people is so fucking funny. Um, and to me, I think I would be curious to hear him uh, talk through things. I, I I think that I would have a hard time uh, just ignoring the fact that this happened. So if he like went on a podcast and they just didn't talk about it at all, I think it would, uh, I'd be like, well, this is, I feel like you're avoiding this a little bit. Um, But I, I guess I, um, I, I think I believe that uh, part of the problem with cancel culture is for these people um, that, that might be doing these things. I, I, I think a lot of times they're people who have a problem um, filtering within what is societally accepted. And 
and they need help rather than to be ostracized and, and kicked out from society altogether. Um, and so I, I don't think that I would be to a place where I'm just not willing to listen to anything that he has to say. One thing I cannot stand, uh, and this is why I tried to make the separation uh, when I said that I don't watch his stand-up, is all these people that are like, you know what, I kind of knew he was a creep. I never liked his stand-up in the first place. Like People that are reacting like that on Twitter and Instagram, YouTube, all this stuff is like, oh yeah, I... I thought that he was so annoying before, so this doesn't surprise me, or this guy wasn't even a good comedian. Like, as if that has anything to do with this specific issue. And it's 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 a it's a response that I feel like is so self-centered. It's like, oh, look at me. I'm a good person because I didn't like his stand-up before this, this came out. So it's almost like I knew. And it was just, it's, it, it's just so frustrating because I just, like, feel like you're, if you're going to talk about the issue talk about the actual issue not about how you're you're in the right for not liking him from the start it has nothing to do with this um so it's just uh i, I wanted to get that thought out there but yeah I, we, we talked about this with like louis ck like i listen to louis ck's comedy and i think that i i i don't i honestly don't i've not heard him address the stuff which is kind of odd to me but uh it's um i don't know i I guess i don't entirely know how to approach the situation what what are your thoughts so i've had a few people that i have liked something that they've done before the lead singer brand new one of my favorite bands was uh accused of having a relationship with an underage girl then there's louis ck who is arguably my favorite comedian at one point um so i've had a couple of these instances where i've had to like try to process it and try to figure out like where it is that I stand because if I liked the art that they created or if I liked something that they did because they also did bad things does that completely just discredit their entire line of work and I think part of me just wants to flat out say I I don't support anything about them anymore like I'm completely backing off of it here's the thing I can't support what I can't support them in the same way. If I find out that they did something that is just absolutely not okay, I can't support them in the same way because it's obviously a like it's a bad thing that I don't want to put myself in association to. That said, like I still do listen to Brand New. Like there's still a band that I enjoy listening to and there are other people in that band other than just the lead singer who's the one who was accused of this. And I, I, I guess for, for me on, like, I don't know, maybe that makes me a bad person that I'll still listen to the music. And I guess if someone wanted to have that judgment of me, they would be entitled to have that judgment. I don't support what he did. I don't support Crystalia. I'm assuming that these, these accusations are true with Crystalia. Maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I should be a little bit more reserved on it. But a lot of times we find out this stuff is true, and, and normally when there's multiple accusations, the chances get higher with each one of them because, I mean, there are people who do try to screw over people's lives, but there doesn't tend to be usually a lot of people kind of teamed up together to try to do it. So there's there's probably a lot of truth in what is going on here. But I think I just go with, 
I just go with kind of how I feel. If I still want to listen to a Louis C.K. special and if I still think it's funny, I still think it's funny. I don't think that I just say, oh, no, I'm not listening to that. I mean, I just think that there's plenty of bad people. I mean, everyone's done bad things. And I still, like, there's probably somebody I, there's probably, like, a band I listen to where there's someone in the band who's done something terrible that we just don't even know about, and yet I, I'm still listening to it. And I just, I guess I kind of separate the art from the thing that the person did. I don't know that, I, I would say it's not the same. I, I feel like I, find, I do find myself listening to Brand New a little bit less often. But it's not to say that I just decide the moment that, th- that this thing happens, I just cut ties with all of it. I don't, want, I don't even want to listen to it ever again. Well, I but think it's, 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 it's tough, though. It's, it, 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 it's, it's a really tough topic, and I feel like I'm, I'm constantly kind of evolving my opinion on this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that there is a uh, perfect pure answer because I think that different situations – uh, call for um, a different examination, but I. Part of me is also like, like you're right that, you know, we can't really compare. Oh well, this guy is a bad guy in this way, and this guy, this what this guy did was way worse than what these guys. Did. I think it's um, it gets tough to look at it through that lens. Um, I, I guess maybe there are things that people consider worse than others, but. Um, I think that, like, not even just the art, but, like, I'll listen to Louis C.K. on, there's, like, a, there's this, like, comedian roundtable of him, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Ricky Gervais, and, um, uh, what's his name? Um, wow, it's really just, oh, Chris Rock. And they're just talking about people's perceptions of comedy and different things, and, Am I going to say that because Louis C.K. did what he did, he has no perspectives within any inch of his mind that are something I can take something from or might make me examine things in a certain way? Um, I, I don't know that, that what he has done speaks for the entirety of his being and, and what uh, stuff. I, I, I think you're right. You have to examine how you're supporting these people because specifically – uh, they are entertainers, and um, I think Bo Burnham said it really good. Where he's like, "If I stop entertaining you, if I do something that uh, you don't support, don't support me." Like I, I, I don't think that you owe me anything just because you like some of my art in the past or whatever. So I, I think it's it's for you know if you make the decision that, um, you know what the the things that I might take from it are learning lessons, but I'm not going to support this guy financially because I don't agree with the life decisions that he makes. I think you know you that's that's a monetary value that you get to decide what you're putting things into. So I I understand that. Um, I just think it's more complex than a black and white answer. And I think you know maybe we'll as these things continue to come out, maybe we'll. Uh, will create a more consistent framework for how we handle these situations. But I think in a lot of situations, uh, these, these can be people who have, um, you know, and you think about specifically pedophiles being attracted to underage people. Um, if you want to talk about attraction, not being something that you choose, um, but rather the, the decision to act on it, it's, uh, you know, when, when so much of our, uh, our being wants to like 
act on sexual desires and impulses, it's probably a really fucking hard life for people who have that attraction. And I'm not justifying pedophiles or anything. I'm just saying that it, it's 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 not as simple as um, this guy is just evil. Um, I think in in some cases it's this guy has an issue um, that just have just so happens to be you know I have an issue with overeating but luckily that issue isn't admonished in the way that having an attraction for underage girls is um, and and so it's uh, it's sometimes with with how we develop in that way it's it's uh, it's unfortunate and I think that in order to hopefully put people in a situation to heal and to learn and to uh, maybe shake those quote unquote deviant behaviors. Um, you, you have to, uh, give people the chance to, to do that, to whatever I, now when you get to a situation where people are just in constant denial of it and they keep acting on the predatory behavior or whatever, then I think it's very scary. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I guess my whole point in this is to examine it more than, than just, oh, this guy did this, fuck this guy, I'm never going to ever support anything he ever has to say because of this thing that he's done. I think I think there are layers. Yeah, and you, you get to support it however you want. Like, I probably will never buy any brand new merchandise. I might listen to their songs on occasion, but I, I probably won't do that. Because right, right now, that's how I feel. Like, I, it could change in the future. Maybe I, Maybe I have a different perspective on it, but... I, I really do think on most topics you should you should evolve your perspectives over time. Like I just I think getting too set in. I mean, there's things I do in my life on a day to day. I mean, lately I've been having this a lot. I've been stuck in quarantine or a version, different versions of uh, a an existence in which is just different. Like Brandon and I were joking about this earlier. Like there's no rims in this city. Yeah. Like the like basketball rims. Like we can't go outside and play basketball. Like what kind of what kind of thought or like when there was never a scenario where we thought this would be what our life would, would I be. specifically <laughs> moved to Chicago for the rims and now they're gone. <laughs> yeah, that was like a big part of it. Uh, <laughs> and I just think that you just you get new information in life and you should develop new opinions because you have the new information why would you have the same opinion even if it's pretty similar i feel like if you're not constantly thinking things through like i've been doing stuck in this situation more than normal just thinking like is it is it good that i'm spending so much time doing youtube or should i spend more time with my friends should i spend more time outside should i be playing softball should i there's just there's so many different options like if i just decided that i was doing everything perfectly right I think that, and I was just content with that, and I never reevaluated. I think that that would actually be a problem. So I think it's it's a good habit to get into to constantly reassess how you're living your life and how you are reacting to things and just your ideas in general, like on uh, in your perspective on things. Well, I think that's such a good point. Is we have to normalize that that growth because I think a lot of times people don't want to change their perspectives in fear of being called a hypocrite or thinking that, oh, I don't have conviction to my thoughts and ideas because I used to think this way and now I, I'm starting to think this way. And it's like, no, that's just getting new information sometimes and, and changing 
the way that you see things don't isn't that what we want to happen sometimes if if maybe they're doesn't seem like it but it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> so if if someone's thinking in ignorantly in an ignorant fashion um you know we, you want them to maybe contradict what they had previously thought because that means they're taking a new information and growing so i think that's a really really good point um and I, i'm glad that you brought that up dude i'm just full of really good points all right you say so anything else that you wanted to uh, uh bring up before we uh say sayonara no just well I, okay i say no but just i'm gonna be in ohio so there should it shouldn't impact the podcast like i think the podcast will just be we, we might record on um next saturday instead of doing a sunday recording but I think the episode will probably drop on a, a, a normal day like Tuesday. But in terms of my personal YouTube channel, uh, I would say expect that it may be a little different. And I just don't know what that's going to look like yet because <laughs> I'll be in Ohio. So yeah. might be some delays in my getting back to people messages, might be more active on social media. I have no idea. I just know that it's going to be different. Cool beans. I, I, I do have one thing that I suggest uh, people uh, look up. Um, as I was talking to my buddy Mike yesterday, we were talking about politics and stuff. One of the things that we were talking about was uh, the court system and, and if there's any evidence towards, uh, you know, uh, racial biases specifically in like convictions and stuff. And, um, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about racial disparities in convictions, but specifically, uh, I found a really good study by the University of Pennsylvania in their law department. Um, you can look it up on Google. Uh, the study is called Examining Racial Disparities in Criminal Case Outcomes Among Indigent Defendants in San Francisco. And what they did um, specifically was uh, take people from different racial backgrounds and compare specific cases that were uh, similar in legal relevancy and then find out how these people were were sentenced and um, and, and it's a, a pretty interesting uh, case study on uh, how uh, different people of color uh, get charged uh, harsher and longer uh, on a higher percentage than uh, non-people non of color um, so it's uh, I definitely can uh, want to encourage you guys to look that up. I think it's it's eye-opening in, in a lot of facets. And obviously this is one specific area, but um, I think it's uh, definitely worth a read. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, start recording the podcast in person. You can um, see us in the same room for the first time since the, the beginning of, of Chicago. So um, anything else before I sign us off here? No, just be patient with us for the in-person podcast episodes because eventually I'm going to have a new microphone set up in here, but early on it'll probably just be either one Blue Yeti mic or maybe it'll be two. I don't know exactly how it's going to go, but just know that it's going to be a work in progress, but it, the quality will continue to go up. Definitely. And also, we, we promised you guys last week that we were going to do a Spotify segment this week. We apologize that we didn't have one prepared. Obviously, uh, again, with us being uh, 
unable to be together, it's it's been a little harder for us to get organized with some of this stuff. Not not to make excuses, but we promise you that next week we will for sure uh, reinstitute that Spotify segment. Uh, we want to push ourselves to do that. We know that you guys like that, uh, and thank you guys for for being patient with us uh, for this stuff. So. Um, if you guys have any thoughts, comments, or questions, as always, feel free to email us, emgpod at gmail.com. You can call us, leave us a voicemail, 513-427-EMG5. Uh, <laughs> I forgot the number for a second. 513-427-EMG5. Um, or you can hit us up on social media, at emgpod. Hit me up at Brandon J. Flippin, Stephen at Stephen Russell B., Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Take it easy.